Hi, and welcome to the Soul Rising Podcast. I'm Dana. During your time here, you will step into your soul through enlightened conversations, meditations, and stories about healing. I started my own journey on this path long ago by earning a master's degree in counseling, becoming certified in regression and Reiki, and doing countless hours of work to raise my own vibration. It is my hope that you will see yourself reflected in me and in my guests and find self-awareness or a healing method that will propel you further on your own path. It's my belief that we aren't just healing ourselves. We are also healing all the women who came before us and all who are yet to come. Join me every Tuesday to feel more in touch with the beautiful soul that you are. My session with Darcy Brown of Soul Boost Meditation was unlike any other healing modality that I've experienced. First, Darcy led me through what could be described as a guided meditation, and along the way, she gave me prompts to receive messages from my guides, angels, and past loved ones. She was there holding space and witnessing exactly what I was seeing too. Afterwards, we debriefed and we compared notes, so to speak. Darcy's work seeks to help you access your higher self and receive messages in a safe and supported way. She is also the author of her memoir, A Growing Soul Misdiagnosed, and joins us today to tell us her story of being wrongly diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder as a child, and eventually learning that the voices she heard were spirit trying to connect with her. Darcy is highly intuitive and gives incredible insight about how to trust yourself, find your path, and serve others in the process. But before we dive into this episode, Darcy is generously offering a 50% discount to my listeners from now until February 1st, 2021. To book your session with her, be sure to listen to this entire episode, and I will have instructions for you at the end and also in the show notes below. Darcy, would you mind introducing yourself to us and just kind of tell us what you do? Yes. Hi. Well, thank you for having me. My name is Darcy Brown, and I created a company called Soul Boost Meditation. And Soul Boost Meditation is basically an opportunity for people to understand how to be still with the universe and receive messages from the universe. And so I wanted to give people that opportunity through the meditation to begin to understand what are the various ways the universe tries to communicate with us to help us on our path. Oh my gosh. So I started doing that and I recently released a book about my, um, why I'm doing what I'm doing and how I became doing what I'm doing, (laughs) which is called a growing soul misdiagnosed. And uh, yeah, and everything's online per the pandemic, (laughs) you know, so you can have, I do live webinars of group sessions, and then I do private sessions, everything's online, and I provide live Q and A's and chats and things of that nature to help people. Mm, my gosh, it's amazing. And I'll tell my listeners that I had a session with you, Darcy, and it was amazing and such a unique experience. And we'll, we'll get into that later. I really do want to talk about what you do and what soul boost meditation is and how it's different from, you know, if someone hears the word meditation, they think they're on their own. And I just think what you do is so unique. And so we'll talk about that, but I really want to hear your story. So start at the beginning and kind of 
tell us about your life and about how you got to the place that you're in now. Yeah. As a child, I was raised with Western religion background. So my background was with Mormonism. And then at the age of 13, I was drawn to becoming a born again Christian. So I was always very involved in the church. I was a youth leader. And even at 13, they allowed me to do letters with the other kids my age to like do like a Dear Abby sort of letter. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was just, uh, my mom would have described me as a little bit of an odd kid because I was rarely studying, but you would always catch me reading the Bible. So I was a bit obsessed with learning about the Bible. And through that time, though, I had always seen and, you know, I always saw ghosts at the end of my bed as a kid. And I would hear things as I got older and around that 10, I would say 10 years old to 13, I just understood it as God speaking to me. I just understood it as everybody has this and it's just, you know, it's God, it's the spirit talking to me. And then life got tricky. <laughs> as I turned 17, I had a traumatic experience happen to me where I was raped and that shifted those voices and energies that I was experiencing to become kind of negative. So my only basis of understanding was that there was Satan and God, good and evil. I had no other understanding other than that. So it was a bit a tough time. It was scary. And because of that, I had experienced what we now know more of today, but back then it wasn't really talked about, which was PTSD. And so I couldn't sleep. I was struggling, but I hit it all because I didn't, I was embarrassed and I was ashamed. And Quite frankly, I didn't know what had happened to me was rape. I just thought I was a silly girl. So I talk about that all in my book. But through that experience, I wasn't sleeping. I had PTSD. And so doctors then started to diagnose me with bipolar. And because I heard voices, they told me I was schizoaffective, which meant it's a little different than schizophrenia in that the diagnosis says that you understand other people can't hear the voices, but you know, you understand it's just kind of your own thing versus it's happening for everyone. I don't know. It was, <laughs> it was a challenging time. So I struggled with medications for about three to five years and had horrible side effects. And again, this was 20, 25 years ago. So I was really young when this all started happening. None of my friends had that, you know, antidepressants weren't common as they are today with a lot of the youth. And so I began a journey of trying to figure out how to heal myself. And through that journey, I discovered, you know, eating healthy, nutrition plays a big role. Working out, being in nature plays a big role in helping you with a better mental health. And then I decided to just try not to hear the voices. I tried to ignore what gifts I had that I later discovered as being gifts. It was a challenge. And um, I would say about 24, 25, I decided to just ignore what was coming through. And I'd still have strange interactions with people where I would say to them things about their lives unknowingly. And they'd look at me and go, how did you know that? And I'd just walk away and go, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just would ignore it, you know? But it was about, honestly, it was five years ago. I'm 40 now. So it was about five years ago that on a whim, I was building an app with my current boyfriend. And I just was nervous about if we were doing the right thing, you know, would it be successful? And so I, on a whim, paid money to go to a medium, something that was very scary for me because Western religion had always taught me that's, 
you know, can be scary and open you up to things. And so I was sitting in the parking lot praying for protection <laughs> and I was scared. And, and then I went and she was lovely. I talked about that in my book. She was very normal <laughs> looking and, you know, very nice woman. And she just basically knew stuff about my life. And it opened a can of worms because the voices started flooding in again. And this time, because I was older and I was a little less afraid of it all, and I knew I've survived this once, let's figure this out. Let's start researching it. And for the first time, I met people who had similar stories to me. And I began the journey of understanding other cultures and belief systems, Eastern cultures, and how it's different from Western culture and religion. And it was interesting. It kind of led me to here <laughs> to build soul boost. Oh yeah. Gosh. I just have to say, it's just funny on a personal note, five years ago, we're almost coming up on the anniversary. Five years ago, I went to a medium also and kind oh, of yeah. had, I was always kind of spiritual, always into, into spiritual yeah. stuff, but the, it cracked me just wide open. So it's just funny that we have like the same kind of timeline and we both saw <laughs> yeah. <a> medium. <laughs> Yeah, that's I, I think that's interesting. I want to go back and ask you about the spirits that you saw when you were a child and the way that they switched from this just seeming normal to being kind of more scary after your rape. Because I think that's yeah. really interesting that maybe your mental state and how you were processing things caused that to change. So can you talk about that a little bit, what your thoughts are about why that happened? Yeah, I mean, I tend to bounce with ideas on this because um, in terms of I like to try to integrate a lot of different ideas, meaning because I have that foundation of Western religion, but I like to also play in the Eastern cultures and religions and beliefs. And then also I like to bring in a little science. So without going too wide with the ideas, you know, at eight years old, just seeing the ghost at the end of my bed, I was scared to talk to them, but I would see them. And then finally I asked them, who are you or what are you doing here? And I just had this sense of calm and understood they were there to watch after me. And I, I get into a lot of details of that in my book, just kind of the dialogue that I had with them. And, you know, at eight years old, you're a kid, you just, you don't really think about it. You're just kind of like, okay, every night I go to bed and there's this man and, you know, with a hat at the end of my bed and, and a woman in a you know, chair looking after me. It wasn't something I really felt the need to discuss with my family, oddly, you know, but I think as mm -hmm. kids, we're still connected and open. And so there's that inner knowing and you just have this inner wisdom about things that you kind of lose sight of as you get older, I believe. When I became to shift in my at 17 and it became more those darker energies that I speak of, I've come across that with people in businesses, right? They say, hey, I've got this negative energy. What is it? And I, I bounce between the ideas of all of that, right? It's like, okay, is this happening to you or are because we are energy, are we creating this within ourselves and then it's reflecting to, towards us, to us, right? So I, I switch in that. And, and in fact, each experience I have, I feel lends itself to the unique individual. So to say a blanket statement of this is that, and this is this, I'm very cautious of that only because through meditation, the universe is constantly teaching me not to do that, not to put things in a box and say, well, this is definitely the reason and this is the why, you know, I can only solely speak for myself through my own experiences, but to sit here and state that this is going to be it for everyone, I just feel that would be pretty um, short-sighted of me. So for my own experience, to me, my understanding of that was that 
because of the base of the religion, I saw it as, yeah, Satan and devils were coming at me and they were taunting me and trying to get me to do things that I wouldn't normally do. But when I experienced them again at 35, when I opened the can of worms again of these voices, I would hear those whooshing noises at night. And I remember going to a group of other mediums and asking them and being terrified to ask. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they said, oh yeah, that's just, you need to raise your vibrations. And I remember going, wait a minute, first of all, they're not freaked out and scared and saying I'm possessed and saying they need to pray over me. They just said, oh, that? Oh yeah, you just need to raise your vibrations. (laughs) I just thought, well, what is that? How do I do that? You know? So I began understanding, you know, clearing my space, organizing my space, you know, working out, all these different things, right? That raise your vibrations. And you start to learn to understand what are things that are lower vibrationally and higher vibrationally. And I think you experienced that in our session. And I can feel if I'm connecting to an earthbound spirit or a higher realm spirit, or I just feel it's frequencies. So I just feel the energies of each of them. I can discern, you know, what it is that I'm talking with because I think of all those years of struggle, right? And exposure. But to, to understand it on a level of like, is this just because I'm energy and I'm creating this? Or is this spiritual awareness and and it it is occurring all around us, I bounce between the two worlds. Yeah. And I don't ever think that anything is just one answer either. Like, you know, it could be so many different things. It could have been that you were attracting it to you or that it was trying to teach you something or, I mean, there's just so many reasons that it's impossible to pinpoint. And I love that. And I think what I've learned from my spiritual journey too, is that there are no rules that are ever 100% all the time. Like (laughs) everything has a clause, everything has an exception and that's fine. That's great. I'm really curious when you started taking your medicine, did you find that it helped you? Like, did you feel some relief or, you know, how did, how did the medicine kind of play into your mental health and your your state of being? I really struggled with the medication because I had such horrendous side effects from them. You know, and again, this is 20, 25 years ago. They were just coming out with a lot of these medications. So I think from what I've heard, it's much better. I haven't been on meds for that amount of time, but it's been so many, many years. When talking to other people who are on medication today or other therapists, friends of mine who are therapists, they've said they definitely have improved the medication. So I certainly am not one to say to anybody, don't take medications. I mean, if you need it and it helps you, great. For me, it did not work well for me. I just had horrible side effects. I go into a lot of detail, but basically one of the most embarrassing when I was 19 years old and, you know, I just remember feeling like a zombie and disconnected from anything in myself. I gained a lot of weight. Uh, My breast lactated. Um, very odd side effects. And at that time, still doctors weren't aware of all the side effects. So they really thought, oh gosh, she has a tumor in her brain. So I remember going to getting tested for that because they didn't understand why my, that 19 years old, no pregnancy or anything. Why would she be lactating? I didn't have a tumor. It was actually one of the side effects they found later that would be of that specific medication I was on. So I was on three to four different medications and You know, it was interesting because I can recall a night even taking a specific, like when I would get what they would call manic with bipolar, 
I'd get hyper and I couldn't sleep. And I remember taking an, an, an anxiety pill or something for that to kind of help calm me. And it was supposed to knock me out. And I got more hyper. Mm. So it was interesting because I remember my family members and my dad in particular staying up all night with me, just being baffled. Like, why isn't she sleeping? She's more wound up, you know? So I don't know, for me, it didn't work well. And I just found myself really struggling for five years with them. And it wasn't until I decided to, like I said, research, um, internet was still, you know, we didn't have Google and all those things either. So it was like, really digging on the internet back then with Tyla, but like looking up, you know, what foods, what nutrition, things of that nature, and really digging into it to understand how to start becoming healthier for myself without the medication. And cognitive behavioral therapy was really useful. What I look back now, I was using mindful practice and didn't know it. Mm-hmm. I would say things out loud that I was doing as a way to try to calm my mind because it would always spiral and be overwhelmed with, you know, thoughts and, and voices. And so I was doing back then practices that I, we now hear a lot of words like meditation, mindfulness. I was doing those things. I just didn't know that's what it was called. I had no concept of that, no understanding, but naturally, intuitively, I was being guided and doing those things to, to help myself get better. So when did you really kind of realize that you wanted to not identify with your diagnoses anymore? You know, what, what kind of was the moment that it clicked for you or the, or the process of saying, that's not actually not me. I mean, you have thankfully friends and people in your life that remind you, you know, that it doesn't have to be your identity. And, you know, you hear that all the time. It doesn't need to define you. But when you're in those emotions, you're like, how can this not define me? (laughs) (laughs) Like my whole world is being defined by it, you know? And I remember that one just really bugging me when people would say that, because of course you don't want to have this thing over you and you don't want to explain to people that you're struggling with something like that, you know? Um, I think it was honestly the, the practices of what I was doing, not knowingly was the meditation and mindfulness and tuning in. And also I think, you know, I remember a pivotal moment when at the time I was, this went on for a few years, mind you. So I remember being 24, 25, young, married, you know, and my husband, I said, I just feel like I'm supposed to do something with these voices. And I felt all this pressure, but I'm not understanding how to handle any of it. And I remember him just looking at me and he said, what if you just ignore it and just live your life? And I remember thinking, that's so simple. And why not? Why do, why do I have to carry on this big, heavy responsibility. And so I did, I started ignoring it. And I think everybody's soul's journey is so different, right? Like, thank God I did eventually venture back in to begin to understand and put all the pieces together. But certainly at 25, I was not ready emotionally or mentally or any of the experiences I had in my life, whereas was I ready for something like what I'm doing today? It definitely just took a little bit of time. And I think the just having hope that you wanted a different life for yourself and what did that look like and start behaving in the ways in which you wanted to create that. Yeah. It's interesting because I think we, we get these nudges internally and from our intuition of showing us the path and 
we can choose to ignore them and walk away. Right. That's the beauty of this life, right? That right. we have this free will and we can say, nope, I'm, I'm actually not going to do that. <laughs> 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 or you can put it off for a little while. I know yeah. um, in my early 20s, I was seeing a spirit. I was seeing flashes of light and I went to the eye doctor because I thought, something was terribly wrong with my vision. I would see things just floating across and I get in there and the eye doctor's like, there's nothing wrong with your eyes. They're perfect. And after that, it shut down because I thought, okay, well, nothing's wrong with my eyes. Like I just didn't even think that that could be a possibility for me. And they went away for the longest time and only just started coming back in the last couple of years, but you can shut it down. You have, right. you have that choice, right? Right. It's really fascinating. And I think a lot of people, um, I think a lot more people are intuitive than they realize and they just yes. shut that down. Do you run across that a lot? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, and that was the premise of soul boost, right? I mean, I did start out doing readings for people, even though, you know, despite my background of being taught that was evil or wrong. But what I found for myself was I didn't enjoy, um, much like I didn't enjoy it when I was a Christian youth leader, I didn't enjoy people putting me on a pedestal or feeling this codependency of, oh, I have to go to you to get these answers. Um, that really bothers me. You know, I don't mind once in a while, we all once in a while need validation from one another, but um, I mean, validation feels nice, but the goal is to get that and create that within yourself. And so for me, it was wanting to give empower people and have them begin to understand how can you tap into your intuition and i i come across a, a great scale of people whether they be somebody who's completely disconnected and like blocked and say to me hey i can't sit still more than five minutes or you know and they or i come across people that i've i've dealt with even young people like me who are having struggles mental health and having to be put on medication and, and being put in lockdowns and you know and that's that one's always i'm very careful because really i try to come at that with them providing them books that are not necessarily so spiritual because i think sometimes we need to take a break and when our brains get an overload it's about learning how to begin to train our brains and use more science to help us with that and then we can begin that journey of spiritual but yeah i see it all across the board, but I do believe strongly everybody has the ability to tap in and do everything as long as they're willing to put in the work and the time of being still and connecting. Yeah, absolutely. It does take a commitment. How did you get from being so in your religious background to being willing to do this? Because that's a huge ocean to cross. So yeah. how did that happen? Um, it's, it, you know, Oh, it, it, it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the biggest pull, I would say, was that I had always sensed I wasn't crazy, right? Mm. And I get emotional <laughs> still. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. But it's hard when you're young and you're being told you're, you're, you're mentally ill. You're going to need to be on these medications for the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, that was hard because I just remember that being such a dark time at a young age. Right. And so for me, this idea that I was starting to meet people much later in my life who had similar experiences and I knew what I was talking about for the first time, I was like, you know what? 
gosh, maybe I need to explore this. And that means stretching my perceptions. And pretty much my whole life has been that. Having my foundation completely rocked and pulled out from underneath me to rebuild and understand. And through that, you gain new perception and insight about yourself and the world and others that you wouldn't have otherwise if you weren't willing to rebuild and create a new foundation. And I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up on, no matter what your background or experiences, once our foundations are rocked and pulled out from underneath us, we often struggle then to make the choice through hope to rebuild. And so we become stagnant or stuck, right? And that was something I just always had a desire to grow. And through years and time of doing this, I find it interesting when I, my mind and my perception and lens changes and I see something else and I go, wow. And it seems so amazing to me as well as traveling, right? You travel and you become exposed to these other religions and other, you get to see other cultures and you begin to think, well, gosh, maybe I need to be more open. And I love that. I have to get the quote or the saying, but the stained glass window, right? And each pain is a lens of God through each mm -hmm person's own reality or belief or structure, culture, right? Oh so, my gosh, I've never heard that quote. I have to look that up. Yeah, I don't remember the exact quote, but I love it <laughs> because it is, it is that way. You know, you, I work with people who, whether they are religious, agnostic, atheist, you know, I've worked with all different types of people and belief systems and I just love it. I love learning the language. I love seeing language in which they express themselves in the way they see God and the universe. And I just like seeing it come together in the meditation with them, because that's also very much of what I do is trying to allow people to have their own experiences. That was big for me rather than to tell people, oh, this is the message. I wanted people to experience and receive that for themselves. That was really important to me that's what lends itself to helping us understand new perceptions and gain new insight. When someone tells you something, you want to curl up and go, eh. <laughs> or you have the opposite and you say, give me more. I rely on yes. you. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that, that's another, yeah, exactly. And that was something else. I just, you know, I think it's important people begin to feel empowered with their intuition. Oh my it's gosh. Time. Yeah. The thread that I see in your life is such faithfulness. I mean, you had faith even from, it sounds like a very, very, very young age. Yeah. And, and even now as, as your faith has evolved and changed and it doesn't mean you denounce all religion, it just Correct. means that you can see the beauty within all of it. You're kind of up on a higher um, perspective plane. And yeah. I just think that's beautiful that you are listening to God or spirit, divine, whatever you want to call it, and yeah. doing your life's work. I think that's incredible. Thank you. I mean, that part of it has been just so special to me, you know, to be able to see, it's like getting to know somebody in your life and you get to see all their layers and all the different qualities and things. It's that for me, when I go into meditation and connect with the universe, it's like, wow, that's yet another personality of you I didn't know. <laughs> And I just think, too, people often want to label other people as a way to make it digestible for their brains. And so, so often people will ask me, well, are you a Christian? I'm like, well, I, I don't denounce Christianity, but I don't know that my belief and understanding of Christianity might match yours, right? And I also am open to anything. So I don't really like to put a label on myself that way. I mean, I, because each day I'm, I'm unlayering myself. 
I do think it's interesting because the people have noticed I use a lot of different words. I'll say terminology, I'll say God or energy or universe or guides, angels, you know, and I try to encourage people not to get tripped up on my terminology or uses of words and say, hey, you know, make it your own and decide what it is for you. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's a yeah. very personal thing, I feel like. So yeah. let's talk about soul boost meditation because it really was unlike any anything else that I have experienced. And I've, I've seen a lot of healers and a lot of, um, I've seen a lot of people. I spent a lot of money on (laughs) different things. So it was very unusual and amazing. So kind of explain what it is and what it's like to do a soul boost meditation. Yeah. I think this has been my biggest challenging, even with marketing. (laughs) People are like, what is it you do? I'm like, uh, the best I can describe it is I would say using my energy and guides and whatever I've learned through the years in providing a space for people to, with the guided meditation, go and be elevated and rise up to connect to higher realms and to their guides. It's different than if I were to do a reading in that I am observing what you're experiencing. So I can see and feel what you're seeing and feeling it's kind of almost like a little video game in my head where I can see you moving and and what who's around you. And then my guides are guiding me as well. I try really hard to just put out their prompts. So it's suggestive rather than it being, this is what you're going to, what's going to happen to you right now, right? It's more like, hey, now look to your right and see who you can connect with. And I often already know like, oh, it's a family member or a friend. I get a sense of their energy and who's trying to connect with them. Or if a guide's trying to give them a message, I, I really love to play with the ideas of people getting images and numbers so they can then have something more tangible to look up on Google, <laughs> spiritual meaning of. And, and it often has a message for them to help them on their path. So, I mean, I, I think that's the best way I can describe it. I don't know, you experienced it. So I'm curious to hear it from you, what that was for you in, in relation to what I said. So for me, it was kind of like a spiritual experience with, with you as like a guide alongside to, mm-hmm. you know, like I felt like you were holding the space for that. And especially for someone who has never had that kind of experience, I feel like it's extremely valuable to have you as a physical being here, but then also your soul is over there with your client because it was like, I had this whole experience on my own. And then we finished up and you basically retold it to me because you saw (laughs) all of it. And I was like, how did you know that? (laughs) I thought it was just in my head. (laughs) (laughs) It was really neat because then I had someone who had experienced it with me. And I say this as someone who is trained in regression and hypnosis and also in meditation that it was sort of like this hybrid meditation slash between lives experience. So I don't know if you're familiar with like a between lives regression. Have you heard of that? I mean, I've heard a little bit about it and I feel like I do have done that in my sessions with people just by being guided. You are, you totally are, but it's like a thing, you know, like people will get regressed back to the last time that they were in their soul state before incarnating in this body. And I've done it myself and it felt very similar to that. But it was more fluid than that because that kind of follows like a track of knowing what your soul was doing. And this is more just kind of like, let's see what messages we get. Let's pull this. And that's why it feels like a hybrid with the meditation because it's pulling in whatever messages are there for you 
that are important for you to know. And then you're there as the guide yeah. to really help someone understand like, okay, I saw this eagle. What the hell does an eagle mean? <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> so that you don't feel like alone in, in trying to figure out what happened. So <laughs> I, I yeah, just I love that. That's, <laughs> that yeah, that's very fun for me. Yeah. yeah, it totally does. And it's, it's fun for me to see people's reaction to it when, because it, like we, like I said, the goal is to create those validations within ourselves through tapping into our own inner compass, but we are human. And so when we get those experiences and have somebody say something, you're like, oh, so I'm not making that up. Cause that's the biggest struggle. Everyone's like, well, that was just my imagination or that was just somewhere laying around floating around in my brain. And I made that up, you know? And that's where I'm like, no, actually that you didn't because I saw it too. And that's them trying to connect with you. And let's explore that. I think we often do that. People will have that, that intuition of, oh, I, I, you're, I'm thinking of somebody, I'm thinking of someone. And then they call them yeah. and they're like, oh, how funny. That was weird. And it's like, no, <laughs> that's not weird. <laughs> you're, you're tapped in. We're all connected. You felt it, you know? <laughs> Isn't it funny how we think things normal. are weird? Yeah, that are actually. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to become the new normal. It really does because it's the thing that will then guide us into, I think, a better vibration. Oh my gosh. Well, the, I was going to say that. Of course, we're on the same vibration. I was thinking <laughs> like as a whole planet, we are evolving to that. That's what we're going in yeah. towards is tapping into our yeah. intuition. And we, we have to learn this skill or we won't be able to move up to this next vibration is yeah. what I feel. And so you're really helping to teach people how to do that for themselves. And that's the most important part is knowing that you are your own greatest healer and that you have the power and others can help you and should help you. We all need that help, but it's within us. And so you mm -hmm. really kind of provide this scaffolding for people to tap into their own intuition. So I think that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So what kind of ways do you work with people? I know that you have a membership. And so is it all one on one? Or do you do this in group sessions? How does that work? Yeah, I'm doing both. So the private I do recommend for people to, to experience a private session to get a bigger under greater understanding of the various ways you can tap in. But with the group sessions, I've created them as webinars. So it's just me talking, but you can like tune in at any time if you're a member and it's the membership's currently $30 a month, which gives you unlimited access to the group session. So you can drop in at any time and or for one group session, it's $20. So you see what I did there, but I'm trying to encourage people to create a practice <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because as we know, one session isn't going to be the end, you know, cure all. So um, and to get begin to allow people to see the benefits of having a daily practice. And, and so I'm essentially I'm trying to create that for everybody with the group webinars through Q&As on Facebook. We do a private Facebook group as well. And I have a membership portal that gives them access to the recordings in case they can't make the time slots of the lives. And as it grows, I'll keep adding more time. Yeah, I do both the private sessions and the group sessions. And I actually, I'm soon going to be publishing a workbook too that kind of breaks it down. So if you have a busy mind or you have a mind that's spacey, I kind of get into that and then what, how to connect on a deeper level of the universe through meditation and what practices you need to start to implement to create a daily practice. 
And it's pretty simple. I think sometimes we think we have to make such big gestures in life. And it's really small little things. It's like tea time in the morning, setting your intention and spending a minute and connecting. Um, it's little, little habits like that. So I get into all that. That sounds amazing. Do you set expectations for your clients? Because I'm just thinking, just knowing my own meditation practice and the years that I've been meditating and how how it fluctuates. Sometimes I get a lot of messages from spirit and other times I'm sitting in meditation, like, where are you guys? Like nothing's really happening. Um, So do you kind of talk about that for the long term? Because like if I had never meditated before and I had an experience with you, I'd be like, holy crap, this is what meditation is supposed to be like every time. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Yeah. And I love that you know that because sometimes I've had clients come and they go, well, that wasn't as great as the last. <laughs> I got more messages last time. I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, so yeah, it, it's sometimes I call that marinating. Mm. So I think the universe sometimes it's like, you know, even though I'm not eating meat right now uh, during quarantine for whatever reason, I'm just not, not to bring this up. I don't know, but <laughs> it's like marinating meat, right? So it's like, you kind of need to let it sit and soak and, and have its time before it's really ready. And I think that so often when we feel the universe has gone a little bit quiet on us and we're going, where are you? Because certainly that is part of the practice. And I think people get caught up in what I call the spiritual highs, right? So part of why I think doctors were saying I was bipolar was because I didn't know how to balance myself. When I would get spiritually high, I didn't know I needed to ground because it felt so good. I was like, why? I never want to come down from this feeling. (laughs) And then I would crash. And I didn't have an understanding of that. So I I talk about both those things. One, when the universe is being kind of more, they're there always, but they're maybe stepping back because you need a little time to marinate. There's some growth that needs to be happening in new, just time. Sometimes, you know, we just need that. And then the other part of it is, teaching people how to ground themselves when they get spiritually high and all of that, because I, I've had clients that get so floaty in the meditation and I'm always like, now you need to pick, you know, ground yourself, get some roots, go outside, do some chores, you know, pick up a broom, <laughs> sweep, do those yeah. things to ground yourself because unfortunately we're not meant to live in that space. Right. And it's, it's impossible in this, in this type of realm right now. So it is. And I really like um, using the analogy also of an arrow that sometimes like right before we're going to have another spiritual burst, we get pulled backwards and things feel like they're, you know, not happening for us. It feels frustrating. And then we yeah. can get forward again. So yes. sometimes it's just like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it builds your, your, your faith muscle. Mm. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. going to a gym and working out. You've got to build these muscles of intuition and faith and hope, you know? Yes. It takes practice. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just come. Yeah. And unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, it's really built in the difficult times too. That's when it's built. Yeah. It's not yeah. when you're having a great spiritual experience. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> For sure. And I often find that, you know, as you grow and learn, you start to see, oh, that's why I had to go through that experience so that I could handle this experience. You know, it's, it's all growth and it's, it's pretty amazing. Hindsight Very. is always twenty twenty two. Yeah. So it's easier to look back and be like, <laughs> oh, that makes sense now. <laughs> exactly. 
Is there anything that we missed that you would like to kind of cover? Anything that you want to throw out there before I pull a card for us? I just want to be an advocate for people to be still and bring awareness in their life because I do feel there's a lot of words, like I said, out there right now being a little saturated meditation, mindfulness, manifestation, and it's become a little trendy. And I feel like people are losing sight of what that entails. And so I would just, you know, I just want to be an advocate for people to be still and, and to begin to understand how to bring awareness into their lives so that they can begin healing their own wounds and layers and grow. I love that. And I, in one, on one hand, I'm really grateful that it's becoming more mainstream. Oh, on the yeah. other hand, you're right. It can be um, kind of diluted in yes. what it's really supposed to be, you know? Yes. Yeah. Well, let's see what spirit has to say to us now. I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> pull a card. Do you like working with Oracle cards or tarot? Do you use them at all? I don't. Um, you know, I, I just, I'm not against them. I have friends who do them. I think they're great. I, I don't know. I just, my, my whole style, as you know, is a little bit like hard knock school, right? <laughs> I didn't really study meditation. Like everything is through hard experiences that I gained these insights. So, so much of me is like what I, you experience where I'm like, okay, give me an image and then they'll show me a giraffe. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's what it means for me today. Yeah, you kind of figure it out as you go along. Yeah, that's my oracle <laughs> card. <laughs> it's really all the same thing. It's really just right. a different method. Yeah, exactly. that's really all it is. Yeah. This is a deck by Colette Baron Reed, and it's called the Oracle of the Seven Energies. So this is really kind of a play on like the chakra system. Yeah. So she has cards in here that kind of come from each area of the chakras and, okay. and what they represent. So I'm just going to pull one and we'll see what we get. Okay. Okay, this is really good. Interesting. This is perfect for the work that you do. So the card is Willing Release. So for the listeners, there are dandelions on here, the kind that you would blow when you want to make a wish, and there's a butterfly. This says, some days you have to let go of your struggle to find an answer and focus on other things for a while. This doesn't mean giving up altogether or losing anything. Remember that in our co-creative partnership with the divine, give and take is necessary. You do your part by setting your intentions and taking any necessary actions, but you must then surrender the form, the timing, and the how to your higher power. There is a divine plan for each of us. When acting on this faith, you may find that your intense desire for something translates into a feeling of attachment and entitlement. Right now, can you immerse yourself in this experience and allow the divine plan to unfold as it will on your behalf without interference? Can you be open to receiving what is yours, even if it is not packaged in the form you thought you wanted? Perhaps if you look deeper, you will see that you've received the perfect vibrational match for your most authentic wants and needs. You have to put in the work, define your, define your desires and feel them deeply and engage with your higher power. Now you must let go and see what transpires. This isn't always easy. Impatience erodes the foundations of your trust in the divine. Surrendering truly will help your highest good. Knowing this truth in your heart, can it really be so difficult? Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> and I love the part it talks about patience erodes the foundation. 
Oh, right. That's so good. You know, you know, what's really crazy is I did an interview uh, yesterday and I got almost essentially the same card, but from another deck. So clearly, (laughs) (laughs) clearly I need to hear it again. (laughs) I know. Don't you love that? Sometimes I'll get like the same message from my guides or they'll talk to me about things and I'll be like, well, you already said that. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> well, I can't. They're like, like oh, you need right, to hear it again. Right, right, I need to do something about that, yeah. I know. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And that card, oh my gosh. You know, a lot of that too is kind of in what we were just talking about with your clients and kind of managing those expectations too, that we want to have these spiritual jumps and we have to just trust the plan and the divine timing of it all. And it's also in the way you're building your business too. Perhaps there are things that you want to do and, and maybe we have to just trust in the timing of it. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I love that. And I, and something else I think too, what I was mentioning earlier, it's a balance, right? It's like bringing in that patience and spiritual journey, but equally understanding the energy in which you're producing, right? And checking in with yourself to see what is it that you're putting out there, you know? I find that for me, that's like constant looking at and going, what, what thoughts, what thoughts are running through me? What emotions that then create the motion that I'm creating the space for this? Mm, I really love that. I love the way of looking at it that way because it's a giving and a receiving too. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Darcy, for letting me draw that card for you. Where can everyone find you if they're like, I need to have a soul boost meditation? <laughs> Where can they connect with you? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get out there on almost every social social media platform I can. Uh, Instagram, I'm on there under at Soul Boost Meditation, both Twitter, you know, Facebook, obviously more active, more on the Insta and the Facebook. But then I have my website, www.soulboostmeditation.com. There's a documentary called Crazy Wise. I encourage anyone to watch. It's really good by, I think it's Peter Borg. Um, okay. And he talks about culturally and what's going on with people like me with similar stories that were told we were mentally ill. And then though how he compares it to other cultures where they get mentors and they're seen as having spiritual Mm. gifts and they don't need medication. So, I mean, there's certainly, I mean, I worked in the ER, there's definitely people with mental illness and there are people who need medication and there's no shame in taking it at any point in your life if you need it. But how can we begin to heal with other spiritual tools and other ways, you know, meditation and things of that nature. Yeah. And and the spiritual tools are going to benefit anyone and you can always add them to your medication. You know, it's always going to be an up leveling kind of a thing. It's never going to hurt you. So yeah. Thank you so much, Darcy, for being here. This was so interesting. I know everyone's going to love this. This is You do such unique and beautiful work, and I love the message that you're sending to the world. So thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to book your private session with Darcy for 50% off from now until February 1st, 2021. In order to book, click the link at the show notes below or head to soulboostmeditation.com. Click on schedule, then click on private sessions and use code soulrisingboost at checkout for 50% off. 
I hope you found information, clarity, or inspiration that you'll take with you today and use in your everyday life. If you enjoy my show, the biggest compliment you could give would be sharing it with your friends, subscribing, rating, and reviewing it on whatever device you use to listen. Visit me at thesoulrisingpodcast.com or at the underscore soul rising podcast on Instagram and Facebook. A huge thank you to Purple Planet for the music used in this episode. See you next time.